0: so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash Enterprise Data to learn more. This is the business of sports. Let's talk Super Bowl
1: and Fox Sports. Every single thing that occurs, I want people to remember this is a business. Guaranteed money isn't necessarily guaranteed. Michael Barr. How high can these valuations go? Scott
0: Sosnake. Duke.
1: Everybody loves rooting against him, right? Evan Novi Williams. Off the field, the NBA
0: has never been buzzier. And the leaders in the sports industry. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred.
1: Mike Oresco, he's the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference. Jared Smith, president of Ticketmaster. Indy the race car driver Helio Castronevis. Bloomberg, Business of Sports, from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnik.
2: And I'm Evan Novi Williams. And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast, where we talk about the biggest stories in sports and talk to the biggest players in the industry. And Scott. Some big news going on right now.
1: Michael Barr not here being on vacation. <laughs> Is that the big news? That's
2: the big one, yeah. <laughs> Michael Barr not with us this week, unfortunately. So we're going to have to struggle through this Does thing, he take more uh, vacation
1: the than the two, the two of us combined? I'm like, does it feel that way? It does feel that way. We yeah. have to bring that up with Barr. It feels like he's not here. <laughs> Enough.
2: Yeah, let's get to the big stories uh, of the week, including the first one. PGA Tour has locked up its TV deals. CBS, NBC, Golf Channel, ESPN Plus on the digital side. What are your thoughts?
1: My thoughts are the money. <laughs> Let's go to the money. 60, 70% increase. We're talking $7 billion over the nine year new deal.
2: $770 million. So, a for year.
1: those <laughs> who were wondering, like, are we in the bubble of the rights fees? This is golf, okay? And these networks all want to be in. CBS said no to the SEC, you'll remember, but they view golf as a staple. The Masters, of course, on CBS, um, as well as the digital reach here now. ESPN wanted golf, so it gives them breath. They get the old staples of CBS and NBC back in the deal for the PGA Tour. I would imagine, Jay Monahan, you are very happy with this deal.
2: Yeah, it's funny seeing you know seeing some of the quotations coming out of, of after this deal. It sounds similar to what we heard from UFC about a year ago when they signed their bigger ESPN deal, right? They're just excited about the fact that at least digitally. The ESPN Plus, all the subscribers that they have will now have an option to watch live golf, which is something that they didn't have. ESPN hasn't had golf for a little while now, Uh, so, so that is brand new. On the TV side... Doesn't seem like anything really changes here, right? The CBS, they'll and be NBC alternating some events,
1: but for the most part, it's and the Golf same, yeah. Channel,
2: you know, which is owned by the NBC parent, uh, also remains the cable partner as well, which is big for them because there were some questions about, you know, if Golf Channel didn't get these rights, what kind of what was in the cards for them uh, moving as, forward? As
1: in the network just goes away. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Uh, also, gambling, I'm sure, will be a part of kind of all these things. I'm glad you brought it up. Moving because forward, could you?
1: I mean, really, do you see? a sport better positioned to take advantage. And by that, I mean drive engagement and bring in new audience. I could see I'm going to go with the young folks, your friends and you <laughs> hanging around the golf awesome, course. Now I'm young again. but I, Yeah, in this group you are. Uh, spiritually, Bar is still here. I could see your younger set hanging around the golf course, go and have a nice day if you, you know, like most part, you can't even have your phone on the course. Now, if you could whip out your phone at the course and bet shot by shot as the algorithms spin and give you these new odds of who's going to win the hole, who's going to win the tournament, I see this really driving engagement for golf.
2: The folks that I talk to in the sports business, in the sports gambling world, you know, the sports they always bring up that lend themselves very well to gambling, tennis, obviously, and this is why tennis betting is so big internationally. Yeah, you can bet on some 15
1: year old in Kuala Lumpur. Exactly,
2: right? because the way the game is structured, there's just stoppages all the time, which gives you new markets each time. Baseball, obviously, same way. And as you said, golf also sets up very well there, there's tiny stoppages in play there's a lot of statistics there's you know a lot of different numbers and metrics you can you can wager on and then you kind of contrast that with a sport like soccer or hockey even. Where the ball is in play almost all the time, there's a lot fewer stoppages. Like, will they score there's 80? percent le- No. <laughs> there's less metrics exactly that you can that you can really go off of. So you're right. I think golf realizes that you know, like baseball, it has a bit of a demographic problem, and that sports gambling can be a conduit to maybe getting younger people involved in in, in the sport itself.
3: Hi, I'm Ron Kraszewski, Chairman and CEO of Steeple. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestiefel.com.
0: Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE.
1: All right, since you said the word problem, why don't we segue over to Indian Wells, coronavirus, still <sighs> wreaking havoc. I mean, we talk about this on every show because it's changing so quickly. I
2: think that we have done a, a very good job. I, the past, on the back, I think okay. we should pump our own tires here for a little bit. We for the past three this. weeks, yeah, we, were, we have been yeah. talking about the, the, the prospect of sporting events being canceled, sporting events happening without fans. Um, it is happening already, yeah. as you mentioned, major tennis events. Ronaldo get Indian off the bus. Indian Wells. Syria, Ah teams in Italy are playing without fans. If you didn't see
1: it, he was sort of uh, on the walk from the bus into the stadium. Normally, it's lined with throngs of fans, and he high five everybody. But he put his hand up and high five the air because it was just an empty (laughs) stadium.
2: Some D three college basketball games over the weekend were played without fans. You know, all eyes. Shiva winning, by the way. There you go. Yeah, I haven't seen
1: the latest. uh, I saw. I did see they won one game. um,
2: (laughs) I think all eyes right now are focusing on the NCAA and and March Madness, but. There's NBA and NHL games and playoffs coming up Teams, shortly after that. The Masters are happening. They're, Everybody they're, is they're looking talking
1: at this. about it. I spoke to some executives in in basketball and in hockey, and it is being discussed. Uh, one executive put it this way: that their senior team over the past two weeks has spent eighty percent of its time. Mm. Think about that. The senior management team of these sports organizations are spending eighty percent of their time strictly on virus related issues.
2: Yeah. And again, you know, as we've seen in other countries, the government has often been the first the the first body to say listen, this isn't going to happen, right? So if, if if what happens in, you know, France, Switzerland, Italy, the government has come out and said we're not allowing groups to congregate that are more than 1000 or 5000, which locally. means sports aren't happening. Let's take that locally. Yeah. Well,
1: San Francisco just said that in publicly owned facilities. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the numbers, but X number of people you can't stage an event. Yeah. Now the Golden State Warriors stadium, not publicly owned. Chase Center, is not publicly owned, <laughs> so the Warriors it seemingly are going ahead with their games this week.
2: Yeah, I do but. think that in the U.S. particularly, we, we may reach this point where sports teams are going to have to kind of make these decisions on their own and not wait for a city, a state, a federal government to be the one to say, listen, you know, this isn't going to happen right now.
1: There's not going to be a team that's going to do it. It's going to be, the league told me, uh, it's going to be the government told me, the CDC told me, no team is going to say we're just pulling. I just don't see it.
2: And, and and that's that's we talked about this with Richard Petty last week on the show, right? This like weird gray area where the government and the CDC are not saying much, and so far, at least, the the major leagues have not said much either. But you know, teams are spending eighty percent of their of their of their executive manpower thinking about you know kind of going through little triage options about what happens if this, what happens if that. Uh, so you know, it, it does. You know, games more games are going to be canceled. More games are going to be happening without fans. Uh, I think we're only at the, the the way, way tip of the iceberg when it comes to how the coronavirus, at least domestically here in the U.S., is going to disrupt the sports calendar.
1: The the line from Richard Petty that stuck with me, and we're, by the way, if you're thinking auto racing, we're talking Richard Petty, the ex-CEO of Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. It was a great episode, by yeah, the way, the, if folks haven't listened to it. Luckily, we archived this stuff. Um, but the, the line that I loved where he said, I remember sitting there, we had 19,000 people, you know, 20 inches from each other. He's like, I remember I, I, I didn't really do anything other than felt this sense of angst. Like he, he, he was worried about it, but nobody did anything about it.
2: And that was during the SARS outbreak the SARS in 2003-2004 yeah. in, in Toronto. Um, and yeah, that's that's the kind of thing that almost every executive right now in the U.S. from a sports perspective is thinking about, right?
1: All right, so what else sports executives are thinking about? At least Steve Coonan was up at the MIT Sloan Conference, and uh, this was his idea to boost ratings in the NBA. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, he wants to start the NBA season in December, a couple of months later than usual. That way, basketball does not compete with the biggest sport in the U.S., football. And everything kind sort of just pushes back a little bit.
2: I have a few thoughts on this, the first of which being, what a tremendous compliment he gave the NFL.
1: The, did you see the exact quote? Yeah, we don't even want to be if up at If yeah.
2: King Kong is at your door, you might go out the back door, rather than go out the front door and engage in hand-to-hand fistfight with King Kong. Five NFL owners. Like, Great, look at that. I mean, we're what five years away from when Mark Cuban said the NFL owners were hogs waiting yeah, to get slaughtered. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is a very different picture from a different NBA executive about what they think about the NFL. Uh, I think it's actually. I don't think it's a crazy idea. And if and if there's one league that I think would would toy with its, it's the one schedule, looking at an
1: in-season tournament. Yeah, I would Adam think Silver's the NBA would
2: be the one. I, I think the, the easy contradiction to this is that if you keep the schedule the same length. This pushes the NBA Finals deep into the summer, maybe even to August, Ooh. where TV viewership drops significantly anyway, right? So you may be gaining viewers on the front end, but possibly losing viewers on the more important back end.
1: I think they're but saying I- that once you get to the most critical part of year, that they think they can retain audience. If you've got the Greek freak playing LeBron in the finals, that people will show up.
2: And that may be true, yeah. And I think this this especially works to me if you, if you cut the regular season from 82 games to... 62 games whatever the the cut is if this ends up with the finals being roughly in the same place but you're kicking the season off at a time when you know the NFL isn't in full swing. Regular season, maybe that's a maybe that's a smart way to do it.
1: Yeah, the, the NBA Finals would take place sometime in August rather than June. Then you have the that's draft tough. and free agency after that.
2: There is a reason why almost no major league besides Major League Baseball is is playing in right. August You'd go up because nobody's watching. I'm going to
1: give you another Coonan quote: "Relevance yeah. equals revenue. We've got to create the most relevance, and the revenue will fix itself."
2: Do you think that this is kind of making a straw man out of a? Big Bigger NBA problem. the problem with the NBA ratings to me is not that they're competing with the NFL. I think there just may be it's some issues watching games yeah there may be some issues with the way the product is created or just the way regular season games happen that make it less interesting. To to me, thinking that, you know, the, the problems get solved or even that the, the main issue is that you're competing with the NFL for the first couple months of your season, it doesn't seem and I I haven't looked into the well, numbers, but I would be surprised if viewership jumped as soon as NFL season ended.
1: What what we know is that adam silver at least agrees with what you just said mm. because he said so he knows yeah. what the problem is he knows that people are not consuming games the way they're delivering them and they're looking at solutions
2: yeah but kudos to steve Coonan for for saying this and I'm, I'm sure the nba will consider it in some way because they seem to be you know as we said considering a lot of different options about ways to spice up their season maybe draw draw more viewers than they have
1: all right this is the bloomberg business of sports podcast we're here every monday wednesday and thursday bringing you the biggest stories in sports business I'm Scott Soschnick. You can follow me on Twitter at Soschnick.
2: And I'm Eben Novi-Williams. You can find me at Novi underscore Williams. Thanks for joining us. Please tune in later in the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business world.
3: Hi, I'm Ron Kraszewski, Chairman and CEO of Steeple Financial advisors, let's face it. If you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. There's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com.
0: Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE.